0: Hey everybody, welcome back to a special episode of Sap and Chance. We are back for round two with Cowboy Carl. I'm right here with my man Chance Michaels and right beside us is the good cowboy himself. Cowboy, how are you, my man? How are you? It's been a couple months since we last talked. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm great, man. I'm doing great. I don't have any complaints, only praises, you know. Life is going great. You know, I, I get I get different things thrown at me. But, but the overall picture, there's always things to pick out that are great.
0: Awesome man so we're, we're a couple about two or three months now removed since you came on the show and you were starting a new journey and a new path. Tell us about that how's that been going for you? It's been getting better and better it's a, uh, it it
1: has its roller coaster things. you know it's kind of like uh, training and starting to fight and doing these things. you have to learn how to adjust and you have to throughout time you're gonna get better. you're gonna get better. Now, how much better you're gonna get? That's always questionable, you know, especially for fighters. They're gonna have a ceiling somewhere. But as far as me and my comfortability and being in front of everybody and preaching, uh, just not necessarily that, but obeying and just preaching the word, right? Not not being fearful of how people are gonna feel, not worrying about all these other things. And these are things that, that I am growing in, of course, in my faith that with Christ is to be bold and uh and man, it, it's just really, it's coming along great. It's like every, every day I get more and
2: more bold in Christ. Are you still working out and training weights? and? Dogs? Oh, you know,
1: <laughs> or, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, uh, I, I was actually going to start training actually pretty hard this past week. I hurt my foot somehow overextended in my, uh, my foot on my, my left foot kind of messed it up a little bit, but I've been wanting to get back into some heavy training actually and uh, back in the gym and even Back, possibly in the ring, sparring, and things like that. Just you're getting I, that I itch again, it. aren't you? The
2: huh? fight again? You getting that itch oh, to I, fight
1: again? I've I've never lost the itch <laughs> to fight, but uh, I I think it would do me really well just to be in the gym a lot more. And my son being eight and boxing at the house, he's he's boxing a lot at the house and stuff with me, taking him to the gym. I think it'd be good for him also.
0: That's awesome. Um, Have you discovered a way to incorporate boxing training and and the discipline of boxing training to your ministries now as well? Or or are you working on that?
1: Well, I'm working on being able to prioritize my time. Okay. Right. Correctly. And uh, because because I'm a very kind of obsessive person in a way. Right. So once I get started on something, Mm -hmm. I don't really want to veer from it. I kind of want to just invest in this, whatever I'm doing completely immerse myself into it. And so as I immerse myself into the word and into preaching into all this learning about speaking and public speaking, because I don't, it's funny, right? Because the other day I was thinking, you know, I don't want people to even look at me. I don't even care that people even see me. I don't want to learn how to be a good speaker. So I will get praise. I just want to learn how to be a better speaker. So people will hear my message better. Right. And that's it. And that's kind of the extent of it for me. As far as training goes, uh man, I, I I can't it I almost had a fear of it in the beginning that if I started training again, that I wouldn't be able to stop training and I would just go right down that path and I wouldn't be able to do nothing about it. And and the thing with that is it's fine. I, I love to fight, I love boxing. I would I would love to box, but uh now I see it's it wouldn't bother me at all to fight now because I understand my calling only reason I would box again was for the platform, right? right. Right. To spread my message. And so you no,
0: know, I think what I was trying to ask you was how have you started to think about incorporating training for youth and things like that within your congregation oh. as a part of your message. Like because the discipline of boxing, like you take everything away, just the training alone in the discipline, man. I mean, it, it could do wonders for a person.
1: Oh, you're right about that. I haven't I haven't actually started doing that. Um, as far as that in with the church and with the youth. Mm-hmm. I have started talking to them about going hunting and camping and kind of doing things of that nature we actually got a lot of that scheduled i actually leave for church camp in uh in about a week oh wow and so i'll leave in a week for church camp for the first one and then a month later I, a month later i go to the youth camp oh. and so but we're talking about going camping just beside that just out here in somebody's pasture right going out there as a the fishing at a tank and, and just camping out there and uh, maybe hunting a little bit with the kids and just things like that just kind of um just investing time with children w- w- with the youth because the youth are the next generation
0: yeah
1: they're the future of the church are the future of um everything really in all reality
0: awesome awesome uh so what 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 goes into a youth camp then what what do you guys do uh i, I mean it's, it's obviously a lot of uh activities and things like that but what's okay. the o- overall goal for these kids and what kind of kids are attending But the overall goal for the
1: kids is to hear the word of God, right? Because you have a lot of kids out there that, I, you know, I once never believed that in America we had kids that didn't know who Jesus was. And I remember one day in the boxing gym and Cameron, uh, my dad had a boxing gym there and I was working out. There was this little kid. He was probably eight or nine, a little Hispanic kid. And I'm working with him and I said something just jokingly about Jesus. And he said, who's that? I said, you know, Jesus, Jesus Christ, right? He's like, no you know i'm like what do you what do you mean you know i couldn't believe it and um it opened my eyes to see that there's plenty of people out there that don't know who jesus christ is it, as an eight-year-old me i knew i knew all kinds of things about christ in church because i was from four years on i was raised in a church mm-hmm. and so uh, but I, I take that for granted because i don't realize that everybody doesn't have that and so as far as going to camp our main goal is for these kids to hear the, hear the word of god and to see examples of christian living people right people that live for christ and and to be that example to my buddy has a saying he says you might be the only bible somebody ever reads and my my job is to be that bible that these kids read and for them to be able to see me and and to understand it and see someone that's actually living out what they're saying it's not just talking the talk but they're not walking the walk and so in camp i mean they have all kinds of stuff all kinds of fun stuff you know uh, of course tons of food kids love food <laughs> yeah. pool lake um paintball golf uh all kinds of competitions and things like that and then on top of that uh it's just the kids being alone together kids True. kids getting to spend that time together and and the type of kids that come are from all walks of life you okay. see these kids i mean all walks of life come to these camps and for our church specifically i don't know other churches or what they do but we don't charge anything for kids to go we 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 pay the whole bill for all kids oh, wow. to go. So there's nobody that doesn't get to come because of finances and the cost of camps too expensive we pay all bills and then we're also going to have the church donating things for the kids that aren't going to bring cash and aren't going to bring money to be able to buy things like at the concession stand and things like that we're going to have a big cooler with food and drinks and all kinds of things like that that everybody feels welcome and things like that and we're also gonna have things like uh deodorant toothbrushes toothpaste um all kinds of extra things like that just in case we need them first anybody really it's not it's not pretending just to
2: our children but to anybody that's amazing so these kids are gonna have a great time on this uh camping trip these oh yeah camp- man I'm,
1: I'm gonna beat them up man i'm gonna you know, <laughs> no it's gonna be a great time they're gonna have a good time some of them try to challenge me already but you know
0: how has that been uh being being a, a professional fighter having you know built your name um when, when some of these individuals come up to you may they be men or, or youth as well like they see you how long does it take for that 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 awe to kind of dissipate And well see it's kind of it's kind of weird for me at times because i completely it's humbling it,
1: yeah right? so I, yeah. I completely forget it and i'm like they're, they're talking to me about these things and, and i'm like what like you know I, I forget that i even had that part of my life at times in all reality and so as i move forward it takes sometimes people are kind of, they're kind of funny around me. I guess I could say it right. They don't feel, they're not natural. They're not normal. They're, they're normal selves around me. And they, they can go two ways because they know that I'm a preacher now and they know that I'm a man of God and, and they know that I'm going to kind of act a certain way or I'm going to believe a certain thing. And uh, they're like, well, I got to be a goody two shoes. I got to be this perfect guy because of who he is, but it's not like that. You know, I so said, just be yourself. I mean, nobody's perfect. You know, I, I wouldn't expect nobody to be perfect anyways. And so, uh, it takes a it takes a little while.
2: Is there any way we can watch your sermons online? Because some churches yeah, they're online. Actually... Can you tell everybody about that so we can put the link up?
1: Oh yeah, so they're actually they're gonna um they're actually getting all that ready right now. They're actually buying new cameras and stuff at the church because we're going to a transition mode right now. And mm-hmm. they're actually gonna have a sermons online live feed uh just live. You know, it's not gonna be you know I'm not gonna take it home and edit it and do yeah. all kinds of fun stuff like that. And uh, but it's all going to be live and it's going to be good like that. And it's going to be through uh, the Gauls Baptist Church because that's cool. where
0: I'm at. And uh, definitely, uh, yeah, send us a link, let us know. Uh, um, we sure to watch it and, and it. then we can pass it out oh, to yeah. everybody as well. And uh, Park, uh, Cabo, you, your voice is very soothing, man. I could listen to you talk all day, honestly. Uh, that was the one thing that that Chance and I took away from our, our last uh, our first round that you know we, we had together, and it was just like we were just in awe by it. I just your your voice and, and just the way you present yourself and conduct yourself um i, I think you're on the right path brother man there, there's nothing just keep building off of what you're doing man honestly absolutely now i'm going to transition this a little bit now so most fighters and warriors are known as alphas um yeah you're an alpha you have to be an alpha to be a fighter to, to be a warrior of your caliber of how Does the alpha in you, is the alpha still there? Is it shown in a different way? Like when you're driving, do you have to be first off the line? When you're at the grocery lineup, do you want to be the first? You know what I mean? Like how has that dissipated? Has that died down? Have you?
1: Well, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, right? So my whole life growing up and anything I was passionate about, like uh, I was a very good runner. I had to be first. And I don't mean I had to be first in races. I had to be first in practice. I had to be first in everything. I couldn't help it. It's just how I was. Um, in boxing and training, when we used to at, at the plex with Danny Arnold, we
2: mm-hmm. would
1: train, and I had to be first in all these workouts. I'd be working out with everybody, all these different athletes. Me and Jamal Charlo, uh, he he's one of my favorite person people to ever work out with because he was just like me. The harder I went, the harder he went, and the harder I went, it was like couldn't stop. You know. And uh I've always been that way. I had to win. I I just couldn't have it. I had to win practice. And and my wife would laugh at me. I have to win. I just I, I get beat one day and I'm like, that's not it, that's never happening again. You know, like it would bother me. Mm-hmm. And um as far as in the church goes, I'm not really competitive in everything though. You know, I'm not really competitive in everything. Uh only the things that I seem that I that I'm really passionate about. Now the alpha in me, I have really uh submitted my life to christ and so it it makes it difficult right and uh but there's times when something catches me funny and i can't help it Uh, at time i I say i can't help it i can help all things right you can you can affect you know you you have control of your own body so but uh there's times where it's like uh my wife says uh where they come from i said what she goes why do you sound like that i said what are you talking about she goes uh you sound kind of angry you sound kind of scary and uh, there's things that I can't help it. You know, there's things that I was playing. Uh, I was coaching a football game. Right. I was coaching my son's Pee Wee football game. And I had a coach on the other team called me an a-hole right there in front of the kids. And, uh, and I said, hey, man, you got a problem. We can fix it right here, mm-hmm. right now. Like, I am I walk over there. I'm going to fix it right now. And he's like, hey, man, it's a kid's game. I said, I don't care where we're at. It do make no difference to me, you know. We'll be on. We'll be world star right now. It don't (laughs) matter to me. And it's uh, I get to I get to points like that where I have trouble, right? And uh, of course, he realized kind of the situation, and he didn't really. He kind of changed his tone a lot. And uh, but there's moments like that that I, I have trouble with to this day. Mm-hmm. But as far as being alpha, I have to win. I'm playing basketball with the kids. I'm gonna beat them. I don't let them beat me. <laughs> like I'm gonna beat you. Well, that's and, a good uh, lesson
0: though. That's a good lesson in life, anyways.
1: Yeah, kids try to wrestle with me. Say, hey man, don't wrestle with me. It's it's not gonna be fun. Like I don't I don't I don't play well with others. Like you know, and so. so speaking <laughs> of
2: football, you must be a big fo- football fan if you're coaching your kids uh wee football
1: Are you a big football fan too man i, I love football I, I love football um really the bi- biggest reason why i was coaching this team was because he's my son and i love him and they needed a coach and they asked me to coach him but i love football i uh i used to love it a lot more of course but uh looking back on things really whenever i played i played high school football i wish i never would have because i wish i would have devoted that time just to boxing uh in an entirety and uh it's probably better for me that i didn't but you know but I love football. It's, it's a good time. Cowboys. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm red blooded. I have to be the Cowboys. Fair. Cowboys. You guys just
2: get it together this year, finally, or what? Every year, all the hype, and then every year it's a no,
1: letter. no. I, you know, I look at the <laughs> Cowboys just like you know, just a year let <laughs> letdown, right? Like if you start feeling too good about yourself, just, just you know, just watch the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, and, uh, it's gonna
1: start off great, and it's gonna you know disaster.
0: Yeah, we 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 have a hockey team here called the Vancouver Canucks. They're very much similar to that for for most of the families yeah. here um i'm a steelers fan i, I yeah just the way it is i'm sorry i was...
1: god I, I, I like <laughs> you
0: know,
1: I, I like all really good athletes it, yeah. it, like i have a i have a team the dallas cowboys who who is you know what i consider would be my team but i look at these athletes because as an athlete and i understand these things and i can see this greatness in these different players and it's like i Um, admire them in a way, right, and their work ethic and how they got there. And I understand how hard it was for them in all walks of life and all these different sports, and uh, I commend them for it, right? And so I can't help but, like, love these guys. As a kid, I was a Peyton Manning fan. Love Peyton Manning, right? And I hated Tom Brady as a kid because he would always break Peyton's heart. You know, he's always breaking Peyton's heart. And uh, as I grew older, I realized, man, you have to admire Tom Brady, right, and and I hear people all the time that hate him and they hate his guts. And I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to like him or him as a person or whatever. And it's kind of like with Floyd Mayweather. People hate Floyd, but that was his whole thing, right? He he became uh this guy that everyone hated for his stardom, right? He was the villain. And I said, but man, do you, I, I don't care what kind of person he is in the ring. This guy's amazing. Absolutely. You know, so you don't gotta like it or enjoy it or whatever it is doesn't have to be your style but you have to give the guy respect i mean he he is who he is and so
0: you see what happened to him last night
1: yeah i did i did
0: that's crazy huh
1: yeah it's a little bit crazy i don't even know who the guy was he was fighting to be
0: honest uh,
2: john John Gotti, the grandson grandson yeah
0: yeah yeah, john Gotti the third
2: yeah yeah well the referee referee stopped the fight because there's too much swearing and trash talking then Gaudi crew ran in there and maybe Yeah. What oh,
0: happens? All I gotta say so right. is poor Kenny Bayless, man. <laughs> that yeah, poor, poor guy. King That's right. <laughs> hey, he ain't had a good year. I
1: tell you that much. No, I he's not
0: had, had a good, good year.
1: year. I'm a big fan of Kenny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. I like so let's go back a little bit. If, if you don't mind, can we talk a little bit of boxing and and what's kind of been yeah, going no. on a little bit? I'd love to get your insight on it. So let's maybe let's travel back to the MGM Grand that one night. Um, where where uh, Caleb and David had their their match. What was your thought on that match, man? Because like uh, to be honest, right. yeah, for me, I, I I thought that Caleb gave everything away in the first two rounds. Like he showed everything. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, he showed everything, but he couldn't. He couldn't. Uh, he just he couldn't adjust anymore. He just uh, David David ate him up. He just had the better game plan. The better he just came prepared, more prepared. Not not even more prepared. I don't know that that even made a difference, right? Uh, David was better than I thought he was in that caliber of fight. Uh, he was better in the stardom and the in the you know under the lights. He was just better all the way around. Um, I think that there's things that Caleb's gonna go back and change, go back and work on. I think that he wasn't his best that night. Not to take anything away from David, I just think that he, I just don't believe he was his best, Um, because I I haven't even heard Caleb make any comments about it, to be honest with you. I haven't watched any interviews of Caleb uh, post-fight, but uh, I know that David is is a force to be reckoned with. I still don't think he beats Canelo. I I, I still don't believe that. Yeah. I still don't believe that. I I think it's just, uh, I think Canelo's too strong. For his style of fighting. I think he's gonna uh all those real quick shots on the inside and I think Canelo covers up so good. He's got such good head movement, but he's not one that's gonna move a lot, right? He doesn't do all that moving and running, not I wouldn't even say running, but he plants his feet and he's got good defense. He covers up so well and he's gonna catch him in between shots, I think. And he's yeah. got so much
0: well, the one thing we took away, we talked about this uh, after the Canelo Ryder fight as well. It's like you know, Canelo is an old thirty-two. If you he think is about
1: a it, very old thirty-two. And
0: and and to be honest, I mean, John Ryder, with all due respect, that man, that man had heart. That that's all yeah. you can say, right? I mean, he had no business lasting that long. He had no business. Like you look at Canelo's face, he took a bit of a beating in that fight. He yeah. won, yes. Um, that being said, we kind of both thought, you know, a little bit of, along those lines, like, you know, after David's performance, and based on what you're saying, I mean, there is a possibility that I feel that he could oh, be probably. just based on the fact that Canelo's old and, and he's not old, but he's old
2: in, in terms of Well he's had over you know, sixty fights a lot of wear and tear on
0: him. Oh, of
1: course. He's you know, uh, it's it's people don't understand how much wear and tear all that training does to you, not just the fights, but uh all that training is gonna right. do to you. And the next thing is, is how soon will this fight happen? Is Canelo going over the top here? Is he on his way down or is he flat? He's obviously, according to his last fight, he he wasn't, um he's not plateaued at the very top. He's on his way down. Um, The next thing on that is with this, with the last fight, is some people fight to the caliber of their opponent. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know, you know, so it's kind of hard for me on that one. Um, At this stage, he is married now. Canelo got married, what? Two years ago, a year yeah. or two ago, yeah. and um, I think that I don't know that he's had a really great fight since. You
2: know, <laughs> not really. He's been winning, but yeah, not really. I mean, he lost to Bibble, but he said today that he wants to fight Charlo or uh, Babu Jack next in the fall. So that's what he said. So of course of he days. does. Of course that, he does. Uh, uh, he, that's uh, what he's uh,
0: saying. Uh, oh, okay, okay, sense. okay. Because because I saw an interview with Bibble, and he's basically they basically said, look, we're we're only entertaining you at one sixty eight. And, That's uh, bad right, but he says, you're not going to fight me again at 175. Not, you know, because Canelo's contract to him was the exact same terms, exact everything that was for that first fight. I mean, but on the
2: flip side of that, if Bibble doesn't fight Canelo, Bibble's not going to get a big payday fighting other people. Canelo's the payday, so... Jeez. that he might come around when the money talks, right? Yeah, but
0: <laughs> Bivol was also saying today that he he's more about legacy and titles right now. Like, that fight, he'll entertain it, but right now, if it's not going to happen under the terms that he's looking for, he rather, he's focusing on, uh, you know, better be. That, that's his goal now, right? So that, that's what he wants to do, right? I mean... I I think he'd be better off
1: playing Canelo. I think that uh, it would do better for him and his name and everything else as well. Yeah, I do too. Um, Yeah. uh, I I mean, you can say that you're more into titles and your legacy and stuff like that, but people are going to remember you better. You're going to leave more of a legacy if you go beat Canelo again. Uh, That's my opinion on it. You know, I understand understand where he's coming from with it, but um, also I just believe a little bit different on it than he does. And it's not all about money. I mean, boxing as an athlete, um as a business it's all about money but as an athlete the will to be the best number one no matter what that's not about the money and so it's a fine line right there right and if you were to if i was to tell you that nothing it wasn't about the money boxers all around the world will call me a liar right yeah uh, but there's a there's a certain um a point to where you have to be the best you know you just got to be the best you don't care about the money it's all about the best you know and uh i want to be the best and if you've got to take a fight with somebody to do that and you don't get the biggest payday depends on how far you want to go
0: well right now
1: the oh way if me. you
2: if you were to come back do you have anybody in mind you'd like to fight if you are were to make a comeback is there any fighters you want to re- uh, rematch against or any a new up-and-coming oh, i would love
1: to fight i would love to fight old boy again the last guy i fought but he's turned me down a couple times before i retired okay. so i doubt that'll ever happen um I want every fight back that I ever lost. I want Eddie Ramirez back that I tried to get that fight back to and never could get it. I want Mario Barrios. I want that fight. I want um, – I can't remember the guys. Omar Warriors, you know. Of course, Omar's turned me down. Eddie's turned me down. I never got an opportunity to fight with Mario again, of course. Uh, but those are fights that I would want. Those are fights that I would like. Um, I would like to fight anybody. I don't have anybody in particular that I don't have a grudge with, you know, that I would really –
2: what about yeah, from a competition could, standpoint, style-wise? you think you'd match up good against anybody like a certain fighter? Yeah,
1: I, I, I think that uh, style-wise, I think I could match up good with most fighters that are uh, of, like a Eddie Ramirez. That's a, that's a good matchup. It's an exciting fight. Uh, guys, um, I think the second half of a Mario Barrios fight would be exciting. The first half probably wouldn't be as much. I think that... Um, as a fight with Omar was pretty exciting, I think I would be much better now. I don't, I don't think I would have that whole really slow, um, that offness that I would have again in a rematch, as long as I didn't go stupid on my weight. Um, but I mean that's here, here nor there, as far as that goes. I think anybody that is a halfway aggressive fighter, you know, I think I would have a good fight with. Cool. Too very aggressive, you know, I, I would be fine with that. I love to fight, probably too much. And um, I love to bang too much. And, and that's probably my biggest,
0: my biggest problem. No, for sure. We got Spence Crawford coming up here pretty soon as well. Your thoughts on this finally, finally
1: happening. I think it's a very tough fight to, to pick a winner. in. I think it's a very tough fight. And you know, when they do fight, I think it's going to be a clear winner in it. Um, and I think everyone's going to be like, oh, I told you so. I told you so. But I think there's going to be just as much chance that it could have gone the other way. And um, I have to pick uh, uh Spence for two reasons. He's mm-hmm. from Texas. God bless him <laughs> okay. um, God bless him uh, <laughs> and the uh second reason is is uh, I know he can take a punch kind of from these fighting these guys he's been fighting. he's strong uh he's he's his style he so covers up so much. I, actually, I don't know that I can even say that because I'm a huge Crawford fan as far as his style, his legs. He's got so many tools. It makes me want to pick him. Uh, really, I don't, I, don't, I couldn't give you an honest pick on it. I mean, I, I like Crawford because I think that he has more tools than Spence.
2: Hmm. I think it's pretty clear that he
1: has more tools than Spence. Um, I think that he has a different kind of power than Spence, which is more, which is uh more devastating type of a one punch, quick kind of power than Spence. Spence is a physically stronger fighter. Um, I think Crawford is just so smart. I don't know that I could. I, if I had to put money on it, I'd put money on Crawford, even hmm. though it's just from Texas.
0: And, fair uh, enough. Omaha has, say it out loud. O- Omaha has got good steaks, right?
1: They say that. <laughs> they say that, but I don't know.
0: Fair enough. Texas, Texas probably got the best steaks, right?
1: We can cook them better. They might have the better meat, but we can cook it better.
0: Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Has the phone rang at all? Call, is uh, Heyman calling? Anyone? Just checking I've in.
1: Had, I've had can... people. I've had people uh, about fights. Nothing really that interests me. Um, uh, Lewis, talking to Lewis, of course. Uh, Lewis Ducubus mm-hmm. Jr. Um, he's told me anytime. You know, anytime you want to, let me know. Well, you know, I got you anytime. And so, uh, of course, Lewis is a. He's, he's talking about a, a great A type of guy, right? Nice. Lewis Sukupis is 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 like the best of the best. He is who he is. He's real. He's he's a uh, one of the personally he's the realest person I've ever dealt with. Honest, honest, and he gets the job done. Um, I'm a huge fan of him. I hope nothing but success for him, and uh, because he is honest. But I mean, I've had I've had things calls and things like that with fights and some you know fights that don't even matter right and then yeah. some fights are better and i'm like oh, i kind of want you know it's like kind of makes me kind of look at it but nothing serious nothing serious
0: it looks like you're pretty dedicated to the path that you've chosen right now so
1: well, i'm very dedicated uh to be a christian to to, to be a follower of jesus christ and, and to live um according to his word I'm very dedicated to that. Now, do I do it every day, all the time? No, I fall short all the time. You know, um, I'm not perfect at all. Am I trying to to succeed in this uh, sanctification of being like Christ? Every day. Every day. And it's it's on my mind all the time. And I'm always trying to be like him. I'm always trying to say what I feel led to say and be bold and uh, not be worried about, you know, people liking it or not. Because I didn't write the book, you know. These aren't my words this is this is this is a divine word of God and so um I have no worries about it and if people don't like me that's okay. the Bible said people wouldn't like me. It told me they wouldn't like me, you know because they didn't like him. and so I'm very dedicated to preaching the word of Jesus Christ to anybody and everybody through my actions and through everything not to say that I wouldn't fight again um, with the with the right opportunity or the right fight and uh due to, uh the ability to have the platform you know i'm not seeking my greatness at all so that that was a problem with me before is that i was i was uh seeking that glory right that that praise of uh, like i said after my last fight i told dad i would do this for free um the feeling of this praise and this this worship essentially from this Mm -hmm. crowd they love you man it's crazy and uh the feeling of it i said i wouldn't train for free but i would fight for free (laughs) <laughs> and uh I think that's why I had to retire. I think that's why I had to leave it because I was I held it, you know, I was worshiping it, worshipping it more than anything else. And now uh I think I don't think it would be that way because I don't see it that way and I don't care. I've already been there. I've already done that. It's kind of like George Foreman uh what he said, you know, his is his conversation with God. He said God, I'll I'll donate my money. I'll donate these these things. Jesus, I'll, I'll you know, give all these other things. He said, "I don't want your money. I want you." And I, you know, and I understood that it's, it's as yeah. plain as that. And now that I have given myself to Christ, um, I can go and do those things. And I don't think they would bother me. I don't I don't care about the fame or the riches or the glory or the money or none of these things. I would have the platform to profess the name of Jesus Christ. And that would be the greatest thing for me. And uh, I would love to fight. I love to fight anyways. I have no problem with fighting. You know, I love to fight. It's in my blood. And uh, matter of fact, I've been trying to pick fights with the deacons here at the church, you know, just trying to see if I still got it, you know, <laughs>
2: how's that Speaking going? Of George Foreman? Did you watch the George Foreman movie that just came out?
1: I haven't seen the whole movie. No, I haven't seen. I've just seen okay. clips from it. And uh, of course, I'm a big fan of him yeah. and everything he did through that, you know, and uh, it's a very powerful message he has.
0: Yeah. Uh, good movie. Check it out. Yeah, he has, yeah, he has a
1: very, he has a very uh, different testimony than a lot of people you'll ever hear. You know, God really worked through
0: him. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I these are things I didn't know about him. Obviously, we knew everything about him in the ring. But, you know, these yeah. these little things, like he never believed in in God growing up. It wasn't until that incident in Puerto Rico, I yeah. think it was, or San Juan, where, yeah. where everything changed for him. Like, it was that yeah. moment for him, right? But right up until that point, like, he never wanted to say grace. He never was interested in any of it. He thought it was all hui. yeah. It's amazing how it happens. Really, it truly is.
1: Oh, it, it's it's you know people say it's amazing and all these things. And I used to tell uh, about mine happening. I said, "Man, this is crazy." People are like, "Oh, no, it's amazing." It's gonna say, "No, man, this is weird. This is crazy. This is insane." And They're like, "No, it's God. It's God." I'm like, "Hey, man, it's crazy for me. You know, well, I've never seen this coming." Call
0: there's got right to the be some basis to it because yourself, George Foreman, and and a million other people in this world have yeah. experienced similar if not you know equal things that you guys have you know to a certain extent so there has to be something to it ryan honestly
1: yeah oh i know i know there is i have that relationship with jesus christ and, and the holy spirit and and i know there is you know and it's a it's a it's it's just powerful really it's overwhelming is what it is
0: what what has been the biggest challenge in your transition and and what has been the easiest thing for you in this transition
1: Biggest challenge and the easiest transition thing in this transition, uh, mindset, eat,
0: and physical, all of it, like just changing lifestyles, literally. The easiest thing is eating more food. Right on. You know, <laughs> I've seen some of your posts. Of good barbecue.
1: Good lord, man! Some of this, some of this food is gonna kill me. I tell you what, <laughs> and uh, but no, I think some of the hardest transition for me has been just not not gonna not being in the ring not being around these people not training okay uh not doing these things the hardest thing for me has been to realize and to adjust my life it's it's funny because it it went from i'm all out to boxing to all out in ministry and it didn't really seem like a slow down for me you know like i didn't really feel like i had any extra time like i thought whenever i would retire from boxing i would have all kinds of time right I would have I'd be able to do these different things that I wanted to do and it's like opposite right it's just as busy just as fast-paced I'm in the Bible I'm getting calls I'm talking to people I'm I'm working on sermons and I'm not a professional you know I't I didn't go to school for this and things like that so I don't I didn't have all this help making and sermons and putting sermons together and things like that and I've actually found that the best way for me to do it now is that I used to have everything typed out. I mean, like an entire sermon typed out. Like I could just read it if I forgot it, and which I did often. And I would it never was to me very good. It was uh, it wasn't bad, but it was never um, I guess it's genuine, right? I was kind of reading off of paper. It was kind of more difficult. Now I've started. I'll put like ten or twelve verses on a on a piece of paper, and that's it. Just like I mean, I'll handwrite ten or twelve pieces verses. Just that's it on a piece of paper, and it's like. I just, I just feel like I let the Holy Spirit just talk through me. All I want to be is a mouthpiece. And that's that has been the hardest thing was the transition into that probably is to being able to stop training and, and change my whole life to that and then to keep up with it, right? Because I'm just as busy as I was before, if not busier. And so wanting to train again is scary for me because I want to make sure I have enough time and I don't try to overextend myself. Right. But at the same time, I need it. I need right. that release. I need that outlet. I got to have it. I think I feel like personally for me, I need to. And that's the other area that I, I'll be able to minister to people in my lifestyle. And I don't mean going to the boxing gym and telling everybody, hitting them with the Bible. Oh, I just, you know, you believe what I tell you, boy, you know, I don't <laughs> go go help. Yeah, I try go hellfire brimstone be like, you know, I got Jesus and God, which hand you want? You know, which one is it? You know, and so. Uh, but no, uh, just, just by the way I live, you know, by the things that they see my, my lifestyle, how they seen that I have changed and, and the change they see in me, uh, is a testimony. And that's what we're supposed to, we're called to do is to give our testimony. And people get scared of giving testimonies because they say, well, what if they ask questions back about God and about these things that I'm supposed to believe? And I don't know the right answer. It's going to make me look bad. Well, giving your testimony is just telling people how God is, what he has done in your life, how right. God has changed your life in your personal life. Mm -hmm. He's not asking you to be a theologian, you know, and to do all these things. But, and so, um, I got kind of off the question there, but.
2: cowboy, Have you thought about training kids at your church in boxing?
1: Yes. Yes, I've, I've, I've wanted to train people and kids and all together, um, as as a uh, Christian role model, not even, it doesn't matter if it's in the church or out of the church or where it's at, but just, just as a everyday thing, I love to do that. And it's, um, for me, it would be opening a gym around here locally mm-hmm. and uh just 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 training kids there. And uh I think that I could do a lot. I, I, I believe that I could be a very good trainer. I know I know a lot of things that I could see things happening and with my knowledge in the sport, I feel like I could be a very good trainer. But I don't want to take anything away from my ministry. And that's kind of where I was at. It's kind of my biggest fear in doing anything that I do in life is I don't want to pull from my ministry for my own gain, you know, because I love the box. I don't want to pull from my ministry because I love the box, even though God might be using me through there, you know, and I, I might just be scared, you know, who knows.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Cowboy, I tell you what, brother, man, I know you have a lot of things going on and, and you made a special time for us here tonight. So we'll wrap this up here. So you can carry on be with your family and we can get to what's next on our journeys here. But Cowboy, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you so much for, for inviting us. Um, If there, not to put you on the spot, but is there a message that you'd like to share with the listeners and anyone who who listens to this, something that we can make a short and, and really promote it for you? What,
1: what... Jesus Christ is Lord. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. John, John 14, 15, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So that, that that's it. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. His commands are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Love. If you do that, you'll keep all the commandments.
0: That's beautiful, man. It's powerful.
2: It. Cowboy, thank you for coming on. And I just want to say one thing. We we've, we've interviewed a lot of different types of people: boxers, wrestlers, political guys, and every all our listeners and people I know say your interview is still our best, our first one when you were articulating the word of God, your passion, your genuineness, your realness. I had nothing but praise about that interview all because of what you were doing. So thank you. And thank you for coming again. This one is just as good. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man.
0: I can't wait. Hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully. I think we'll, we'll do round three here at some point. Um, Cowboy, thank you so much. Uh, Stay blessed. And um, if we can support you in any way to get your word out, please lean on us and, and, you know, we'll do whatever we can to use our platforms and to use our voices to spread the word, man.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate it. Hey, maybe next time you see me, I'll be ripped. You know, I'm uh, yeah, looking forward I, to it. You know, That'd be
0: beautiful, man. That'd be <laughs> beautiful. If you fight
2: again, we're going to come. We're going to fight. I don't want you to fight. If you ever fight Definitely.
0: Again, definitely. We uh, will be there. All right. It. Take care. Thank Thanks, you. Man.